Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Titans fans, welcome to this all-new podcast. My name is Asherati, and I'm joined by Tyler Whipple. We're thrilled to bring you an all-new thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Talking Two-Tone. I'm Tyler Whipple. I'm joined by my good buddy Asher. Uh, we're going to talk all things Titans in this podcast Um Maybe not off to a very good start here. I don't want to get a little too negative, but we're going to talk about this uh, Patriots loss. Asher, what's your take on it? Oh, ran the ball really well. Costly fumbles by both running backs on runs that were going for positive yards. Foreman's hurt us more than Hilliard did. Um, they they took away Tannehill. They did um, a great job of kind of playing the defense that we play. The bend don't break. We ran the ball effectively, which was very encouraging. It's just the turnovers. The turnovers are killing us in these games. Um, it's it's becoming – you can't turn the ball over and overcome the plethora of injuries that we've had. Uh, you, you can't have both of those factors. Mm. And, yes, the talent isn't there at skill positions. Um, I understand that, but you've got to play fundamentally sound football to win these games. And – Quite frankly, the Titans didn't do it, and they didn't do it the previous game against the Texans. Um, it's it's coming to bite us in the ass. We forced zero turnovers in the last two games, I believe zero turnovers. Um, it, and you know, getting budget pretty back that'll help. Um, but it was an ugly loss on what could on what could have been an even better game. The game was a lot closer than the score, you know skill was illustrated towards, but I believe that the turnovers just cost us again. Yeah, and I agree with you. You made a valid point on the turnovers. We, at this point in the season, with the injuries that we have, the literally the historical implications of injuries that we have this year, you have to play pretty much perfectly sound football, and the Titans have not done that last two weeks. And I know you can't really – Grapple on these guys too much because, you know, they're practice players for a reason. Guys, we've got to be patient with these guys. And it takes a little while to get gelling to, you know, these, these guys haven't played in real NFL snaps this whole season, really. They, they're not caught up to NFL speed yet. They're getting right into the thick of things. We're in week 12 there, and these guys are just now getting their first snaps of the season. You've got to give them time. Um, I think the turnovers will be cut down. There's no way we're going to keep losing the turnover battle. We haven't done that the entire time Mike Rabel's been here. That's just one thing we've always done with him in this era is taking care of the football. So I think the Titans are going to get back to Tennessee Titan football here after the bye week and get the Jaguars and get back to playing the way we do. So I'm I'm concerned but not overly concerned yet. Um, I can't go off – complaining about these guys without talking a little bit about the highlights of the new guys coming in. I've been really impressed by uh, Hilliard and Hollister. These guys have uh, come in and, and done their job, done their job well. And the, the fumble from Hilliard, you know, he had the big uh, 
break open touchdown there before the half on the draw. Uh, that was pretty big for us. I like how he runs. He's he's got good vision. He um, he's he's he don't look to get east and west. He looks to get north and south. I really like that in the running back. So I want to point that out. And and Cody Hollister, you know, he coming in getting taking the big shot. Kind of your welcome back to the NFL hit. Came in played really well. Um, want to give him his prop for the week. Um, and Ash, what do you what do you think about those guys too? I like I like Hilliard a lot. Um, the fumble, his fumble didn't hurt us as much as Foreman's did. His was Hilliard looked to have like an eight or nine yard run. Um, it, it, and I'm not saying this from a field position standpoint. Obviously, the Hilliard fumble looked worse on paper from a fan's perspective and a team's perspective. The momentum was going towards our way on that run. I mean, Derrick Henry would have housed it. He was Foreman was one stiff arm away from breaking that bad boy. Um, and that, that you could just feel the, the air gets sucked out of the Titans on that one, on that fumble. Um, Hilliard, Hilliard, I like Hilliard, and I think that he might end up taking Jeremy McNichols' spot, to be completely Ooh. honest with you. Ooh, I, it, it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they kept Hilliard and let go of Jeremy McNichols' And honestly, I would probably keep Foreman too. I would probably keep both of these guys and get rid of McNichols and Darrington Evans because you can pay these guys a lot less. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, granted McNichols isn't making like break the bank salary. He's a backup running back, but he's definitely making more than Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman are. Um, Valid point. Valid point there. Darrington Evans, he's just – he's going to have virtually – he has no role in this offense. And, you know, I can't blame him. He's been injured his whole career. But, you know, he's just got to go. He's gone after this year regardless. Yeah, um, he needs a fresh start. He does. I agree with you there. I really um, do. But I think, you know, going forward with the problems, McNichols now injury injury prone, it wouldn't surprise me of one bit if Deontay Foreman and, and you know, Hilliard are kind of both a running back too when Derek comes back. One of them is going to win the outright RB2, you know, role. But I feel like Foreman runs similar to Derek and can, you know, take off some of those carries for him. Um, and in the long-term grand scheme of things, it wouldn't surprise me if we carried three running backs going forward. You know, that that's one thing I've always wondered. Why do teams think you have to have that change of pace back? Why not just mimic Derek Henry? Take the, like you just said, instead of getting five yards a clip, we can get three and a half to four yards a clip with Deontay Foreman, just 10 carries a game. And, and then we might not have these long-term injuries that Derrick Henry's had this season. Um, and Hilliard, you know, you, you can keep Hilliard on the roster for punt returning, kick returning, and then maybe on that on that third down back, you know. But maybe we got to keep the, the, the carries down for Derrick Henry going forward. And I really like that your thought on keeping these, both these guys on the roster. I, I but think I, they've earned it. Yeah, I do too. But I kind of want to transition in to uh, what gave those guys those props. But I kind of want to transition into some things I've been seeing from the talking heads that be in the NFL. They're they're crowning the New England Patriots after beating this depleted Titans team, and I just I can't do it yet. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Um, Colin Coward is an idiot. He every year he idiot. He said. He is an absolute idiot. Every year he predicts the Colts to win the AFC South. And every – the last two years for sure. 
And both times he's been horribly wrong. Um, I, I can't stand Colin Coward. Colin Coward has now added his name into the ring of hatred for me. It's now Colin Coward, Trent Dilfer, and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> Poor Trent Dilfer. It, Trent Dilfer, it's not even his fault, but, you know, but, oh, golly, it, yeah, the Patriots can't be crowned yet. If Tennessee's at full strength, we'd probably beat them by two touchdowns. I'm not even lying to you. The game was too close for them to even feel comfortable about the way they played. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're we're two fumbles away, and if and think if um even even Rashawn or or David Long was in the game or that uh, Dylan Cole obvious pick six there, what happens? How different is this game right now? Just yeah. oh, just adding those guys in, just just the defensive. Uh, losses we've had. Forget the offense. If David Long's in there, he catches that ball and he takes it back. Yards. And um, the Patriots have been treated right now. Uh, they act like they got Tom Brady back there again. And it's a rookie quarterback. When has ever a rookie quarterback won a Super Bowl um, in the modern era? I can't think of any. So the Big Ben one won it. Was he a rookie in 05? I think he was. Maybe I'm I wrong. I think about... he was a second year. I want him to be a second year. Okay. Sexual predator. <laughs> Tom Brady it wasn't – they're comparing his first year to Tom Brady's first year, but the NFL is completely different. What Tom Brady did in those years, that first year with the Patriots, unprecedented. All the rules are factored in them to make the quarterback better now. And you can tell by how the Patriots play. When they get in the red zone, they don't trust Mac to make the throws that need to be made. That's why they kick so many field goals. I just don't agree with it. If it comes down to the end of the season, we're fully healthy. I'm taking us every day over them. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Bills over them. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts over them at this point. So I'm not taking the Patriots number one in the, in the AFC. I'm not either. I don't buy it. They gotta they gotta prove some more to me um, than beating the slowly Titans team right now. This injury riddled Tennessee Titans team. Um, but that kind of brings us into this next segment. Titans fans, don't panic. We virtually have a three-game lead over the AFC South, uh, if you count the tiebreaker, which is the head-to-head over the Colts. The Colts are in the mode now to where the magic number is now three for the Titans. And one of two things can happen. Uh, Tennessee can win three games, quench the division that way, or the Colts, if they lose three games, it's it's over. Um, they have to win out, um, and it's not going to be easy for them. They, you know, and it, it, Tennessee realistically can win all five of its next games. Um, the Jaguars game is going to be the barometer for me in terms of where the panic is. If we lose to the Jaguars, then it's time to panic. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think we're going to have Julio Jones coming back. Thank God for that bye week. Um, but what 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 do you what do you think, Tyler? I agree with you. Uh, we just got to win the three games, and that that does give us the division win. Uh, I think the Titans can really take care of business here. And they, if they set the, the example with the Jaguars, and, you know, they just get that winning mentality back. I really think we go down the stretch. Even if we lose a couple of those games, I think we're really competitive. But it all sets up with this Jaguars game, which we'll preview in the next week's pod. I really think that's a big deal. I mean, we've got to get out and support those guys and win that Jaguars game. But you go back to what you said. I think – what are we? We are eight and four right now with five to go. And the tech, the Colts are six and six with five to go. So the worst we could be is – what eight, eight and, and nine? Eight and eight nine. 
So if the Colts lose, like you said, three games, they would be uh, eight and nine as well. So if they lose three games and we win, if they lose three games, we win the division. If they if we win three games, we win the division. So I like I, our odds there. I really do. And I could be wrong, but I think it's also a combination thing too. So if we win one game and the Colts lose two, I, I don't know. If, I don't know how. Yeah, it works. It work, yeah, I'm pretty sure it works that way. So I really like our, and they've got a decently tough schedule. Let's, let's let me give me just a second, and I'll look at their schedule here. I was just looking at that earlier. Um, it, it's not easy. So thank God for the Buccaneers, the real goat, not Mac Jones, took care of business this weekend. They got the Texans here. Then they got the Patriots and the Cardinals, the Raiders. They can lose two out of those three, and then the Titans just got to win one game, and we're the division winners. So we just got to we got to be Patriots fans two weeks from now, bad as that we don't want to, and then we got to be Cardinals fans three weeks from now, and and we're division champions. So or all we, we got. We win, yeah. We win, you know, the Jaguars game. The magic number now goes down for the Colts. They they have they can lose two games, right, and, and lose the and lose the division. And I think I think they lose the I think they probably lose to the Cardinals. And the Raiders have been playing really well of late, so you never know about the Raiders. And they could lose that Patriots game, but it's at home, so I think the Colts but, probably win that game. I think they're going to lose to the Cardinals. I think they're probably going to play the Raiders really close, and then. I don't know. I think the Patriots are going to give them a run for their money. I think the Colts are going to lose to the Cardinals. Um, I can see the Raiders winning. I can see I can see them losing three of their next four. Um, and Hopefully they do. And yeah. uh, if that if that happens, the division's over. Even and, and also, guys, even if the, somehow the division doesn't happen, we still can make a wild card game. So uh, don't panic yet. Until that Jaguars game is over. Yeah, the Titans are going to win the division. Right, let's just it, – it would take a monumental collapse for the Titans to lose lose the AFC South. So, don't panic unless we lose to the Jaguars. Then you can start panicking. Now it's time for Talking Two-Tones Fan of the Week. You heard the intro music, people. It's time for Fan of the Week. And this week, we're joined here by... Yeah, the guy fucking flaked on us today. It canceled last minute. The audacity. <laughs> Asher, that's just unfortunate, pal. We don't have a Fan of the Week this week, guys. And uh, sorry about that, but things happen, you know? It is what it is. Uh, we'll get back on track next week and the week after that and the week after that because we got guys lined up who's ready to come on the show. We love you guys. We love your participation. So we're going to move on, but it is what it is, guys. No fan of the week. It's time for Titans Trivia. Yeah, so let's let's move on into trivia then, I guess. I'm going to be, you know – interrogating Tyler this time. I got I got two good ones. Oh yeah, I've got some good ones too. Uh, it's going to I I don't know um if it's a layout for you or not. We'll see. We'll see. I got one of them pretty tough. All right. I got I got one I got a two-part question for the first one. Um let me see. Let me pull it up for you.
All right, so the Titans drafted a linebacker in the fifth round of the 2014 draft. Who was he, and where did he play in college? Fifth round of the 2014 draft. Ooh, okay. Is that Jayon? No, it is Avery Williamson. Oh, Avery Williamson from Kentucky. Okay. Yep. When yep. was Jayon drafted? Am I way off on him? It's like, he only been in the league like five years. I think he was drafted. Let's see. I think it was 2017. He's like a third, he, third or fourth round. He was the fifth round in 2017. Titans have found some UCLA. Yeah, the Titans have found some stud linebackers in the fifth round of drafts. That's true. Avery Williamson was a good one. Oh, I hate that it didn't pan out with him this time. I know. God, he could have been good. He was a sure tackler. He didn't miss tackles. We could have had Avery Williamson playing instead of Dylan Cole or whatever his name is. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, I missed that question. That's unfortunate. Um, don't hold it against me, Titans fan. That's a tough one. That was a tough one. Okay. Asher. Who deflected the Marcus Mariota touchdown catch to himself against the playoff win against the Chiefs? Darrell Revis. Yeah, that was a layup. <laughs> Not a lot of people remember Darrell Revis on the Chiefs, so I thought, I thought maybe you <laughs> forgot about that. So. Oh, man. Yeah, I was watching that game at my older brother's apartment. And I, when I saw Revis trot out there for the first time, I was like, come on, Darrell, what are you doing? Come on. Um, all right, all right. This one, most of my these, – these two questions are more focused on defense because the game really pissed me off from a defense perspective on tackling. So, this one – this one's going to be a lot trickier than the first one. Um, who was the second leading tackler – on the defense in 2015 in terms of total tackles? 2015. Second. Second leader in 2015. Yep. What a question. You, you, man, you're, you're doubling down on these hard questions tonight. I'm sorry. I thought, you got like a Preston Pan or something. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be a linebacker, right? Nope, it's not a linebacker. It's not a linebacker. I'll give you a hint. It was the last year this player played with the team. Hmm. I'm stumped here. Let's see. Um, was it Derek Morgan? No, it was Michael Griffin. My, oh, I should have known you and your Michael Griffin love. I should have known that. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Derek Morgan was an outside linebacker defensive end anyway, so – and I think he was gone what a couple of years ago. I mean, I'm I'm off on the dates a little bit here too. So I think he left in 2017 after that first playoff run. Yeah, that's that's that is when he left. That was tough. I'm over two tonight. Wow. Oh, they're tough ones. They're tough ones tonight. Yeah, I'm coming hard. I'm. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next week I'm coming after you. I am. Okay. Oh, oh, all no right. more layup for you, buddy. All right. Okay, anyway, Asher, you love this guy, okay? You should know the answer to this question. All right. Where did the infamous Trent Dilfer play college football? Oh, God dang it. I, I, I black out on Trent Dilfer. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> but this one, this one should be easy. Oh, my God. He played somewhere in California. I know that. He talks about it every fucking chance he gets. Dilfer's dimes, baby. Come on. 
I know that's not Titans related, but I had to give you a Dilfer jab in there at some point. <laughs> oh man. Was it Fresno State? It was Fresno State. Fantastic. Yeah. Fresno State, oh, yep. God. Yeah, he used to love talking about that shit whenever he would have the two car brothers on. Uh, Derek on and David. Yeah. He's, I believe Kentucky's quarterback um, in 2007 broke one of his records or something. I don't remember his name, but I remember reading about that like a couple of months ago. Yeah, I can't stand Trent Dilfer. He's so bad. There's some um, some very biased hate towards Trent Dilfer for some reason. Imagine. People, I I never knew he had this feelings toward Trent Dilfer until we started doing podcasts. So it's not I just even, think it's pretty funny. It's not even Trent Dilfer's fault, really. It's just like the overall – to be completely honest with you, it, it's somebody – some troll on Twitter – he really just made me hate him. Compared him to Ryan Tannehill, that's right. Yeah. In no situation <laughs> has Trent Dilfer ever had a better year than Ryan Tannehill. His wor- probably his worst year. I mean, oh, my. Tannehill's torn both of his ACLs, and he's still better than him. Trent Dilfer is, like, goaded at this point. Let's be honest. God, yeah, goaded at being terrible. The only <laughs> the only good thing Trent Dilfer has ever done in his life was Dilfer Dimes. I enjoyed that segment. And then ESPN took it away. I like Trent. I like him as an. I mean, I like him as an analyst. I just but, don't like. I don't like his whole career. His dumb career. He's got a nice goatee too. So average, average. Now let's get you rich, kids. So what we're doing here on this new segment called. Get Rich Kids is we're going to um, pick three games on the NFL schedule. This week, since our Titans aren't playing, we're going to go ahead and pick the two AFC South games that are involved, and we're going to go ahead and pick the Ravens and Steelers game as well. Uh, the Colts and Texans play each other, and then the Rams are taking on our, the Jaguars, who are in the AFC South, and then, like I said, the Ravens and Steelers game. Here's my first pick of the pick of the week. for. We're going to do three of these. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Tex or the Colts to cover the eight point spread over the Texans. I think they're gonna come out with the like a caged animal. Uh, they've got to win out there and win now. Win they, all of these games are must wins for them. What What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, eight points is a lot in the NFL. Um, but like you said, I really agree with them. They know the playoff implications are coming. And uh, as bad as I hate to say it, I believe in Frank Rock. Frank Rock's a really good coach, so I think he's gonna have his guys ready. He don't really have the problem that we do with the Titans and playing down their competition. The Colts usually take care of business these type of games. So I'm taking the Colts minus eight. Uh, I think they win, let's say, 24 to 13. We're going to go with 24-13 Colts cover. Gotcha. Um, so for the next one, um, we got the Rams favored by 12.5 points over the Jags. I like the Jags to cover that. So I'm going to take – you know, 12 and a half is a ton of points. I'm going to take the Jags plus 12 and a half. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go opposite with you here. I think this is a get-right game for uh, the Rams. I know it's a lot of points, but the roster differential in this game is unheralded, really. I mean, the, the Jaguars got a lot of second-string players starting at this point, especially on the defensive side. In the, in the secondary and the back end, I think the – Stafford and 
Sean McVay and the guys really take advantage of it. And I think they win by two scores. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the, the Rams 35, Jaguars 14. Damn. Yeah, I th- I th- the Rams need this too. I mean, they really need this too to uh, put the stranglehold, get back in the division hopes, and with the Cardinals. So I mean, both teams are struggling right now, but they need this win. Yeah, golly, yeah, that's a that's a lot of points though. But I, I agree. Know. But sometimes you just got to look at the rosters, and I just really, I really think, I mean, the coaching disadvantage here. Look, Sean McVay versus Ar- Urban Meyer, and yeah. then you've got. This defensive secondary against these receivers and this quarterback, I just – I really like the Rams here. Gotcha. I mean, I, I respect it. Um, then for the third game, um, they have the Ravens minus four and a half over the Steelers. I This one to me was really tricky because both of these teams have been struggling offensively lately. Um, I don't know where the game is. I, I'm not uh, – is it in Baltimore? Uh, or is it in Pittsburgh? Because you know they say, I believe they say home field adds two points. It's a, it's a three points. Is, three is this, point? Yeah, they say if it's a neutral field here. Disclaimer, guys: neutral field is always three points. So um, the Ravens are away. So if the Ravens were at home, this would be a seven and a half point favorite game for the Ravens. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Steelers to cover that four and a half. I, I think this is going to be. It's it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be an absolutely ugly game to watch. Uh, the Ravens' offense has looked horrible last uh, on Sunday, or last yeah Sunday night. They looked terrible. Lamar threw three and pa- three interceptions on three consecutive passes. Um, he finished with four. Um, the Steelers, God. Dang it. They can't figure anything <laughs> out offensively. Their defense is – you could probably put their defense out on offense and they would score more points. Well, they've got an absolute old man playing quarterback. Anyway. And, and a sexual predator. <laughs> he is that too, apparently. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm taking the Steelers here, uh, Asher. Um, I believe in the terrible towel. I think they're going to uh, come out ready to play in this game because their backs are against the wall here a little bit too. Um, if the Steelers lose this game, they're really out of the out of the playoff push in the division, especially. So I really think they're gonna play it close. I think the Ravens win outright. Um, say about a field goal, maybe a last game winning field goal for Justin Tucker there. Um, but I'm I'm gonna take the Steelers here in the points. I agree. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers as well. The the first two games were were. You know, that, that's a lot. And I could see both of those two, the Colts, Texans, and Rams, Jags, ended up being more like blowouts and then the Jaguars scoring like a garbage time touchdown to cover. And I, I, I do – yeah, I, I can see that. This game right here has all of the makings of being a slugfest. It, it might come down to a game-winning field goal in overtime. I can see it happening. So, guys, just to recap there um... – I went with the Colts to cover over the Texans. I went with the Rams to cover over the Jags. And I went with the Steelers with the points with the Ravens. I went with the – I believe I went with the Texans to cover. Um, I went with the Jags to cover. And I went with the Steelers to cover. If I didn't go initially with the Texans to cover – um, I, I do think Indianapolis is going to win, but eight points is a lot. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Texans to cover that one now. The more I've been thinking about it, 
I, I think the Jags are going to cover 12 and a half is a ton of points. Um, I can see them scoring a garbage time touchdown and covering. Um, Steelers, I think, are going to – I think the Ravens are going to win outright. I believe all three of those teams that are favored are going to win outright. I just don't believe that they're going to all three cover. Um, yeah. But that that's how I have it. I mean, that's solid picks. Um, So, guys, as the segment is called, you know, get rich, kids. You know, we, wanna, we want you guys to go make some money. You know, do you trust me or do you trust Asher? If I don't trust either one of us because you probably don't know us. But <laughs> you can go put your hard-earned money on our merit. If you want to, if not, that's fine too. Because I don't care either way. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't <laughs> affect us. I'm I'm not placing these bets, but if I were, this is what I would pick. This is going to wrap up another beautiful, beautiful podcast segment of uh, of talking two tone blue. My name is Asherati, and we got Tyler Whipple on here um, next week for our fan of the week on December seventh. We're going to have the infamous Twitter fan AJ Brown's burner account. Um, this guy, he's a big supporter of our podcast. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be coming on, hopefully, you know, get some good talking points. Hopefully we can step him on some trivia. Um, but we really look forward to to you guys joining us next week. Tyler, you got anything? Yeah, man. We're really excited to have him on. We we like all the fans that come on here, especially these guys that, uh, are pretty prominent on Twitter. We're getting excited about that. Um, really excited to have him. Thank you guys for listening. We love y'all, man. Just keep listening. Get this audience built up so we can build this thing together. And as always and always, no matter the highs or the lows, tighten up, baby. Tighten up. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and PigskinDispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on SportsHistoryNetwork.com, PigskinDispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.